Kaboom! Blammo! Splat! We just had a massive explosion inside the brain. Welcome back to Brush Up on EMS. I'm Bob, your colorful host. And today, we're going to be talking about stroke and how to identify stroke. There's so many different scales out there and what kind of scale should we use when we're talking about stroke. And I might even give you an acronym that I came up with to identify stroke that is easy to remember with the acronym STROKE. So stay tuned to Brush Up on EMS and thanks for tuning in. Stay up on all the Brush Up on EMS genre from Facebook to YouTube to the new thing that we've got, podcasts. Podcasts can be found on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and various other web podcast suppliers. You also can like, comment, and subscribe on Facebook, Podcasts, and YouTube. So stay up on all the Brush Up on EMS genre. So why do we call cerebrovascular accidents strokes? Well, literally, stroke means a sudden movement of some object, i.e., we're talking about your hand using a brush in your hair to stroke your hair, a stroke in a golf swing, etc. And these are the things that we're talking about when we say stroke, but when we talk about stroke in a medical definition, we're talking about cerebrovascular accidents. Originally, in Latin, stroke comes from the word ictus, meaning to blow. So when we have a damage inside the brain from an interruption of the blood supply, we call it a stroke. Specifically, when we have a blow inside the brain, we're talking about a vessel uh, breaking and we have blood lost through that vessel that has now ruptured and we call those hemorrhagic strokes. However, if we have a clot that's traveled up to the brain or that is formed in the brain, we call those ischemic strokes. So. The basics of strokes that we all understand are ischemic strokes are caused by clots, hemorrhagic strokes are caused by bleeding inside the, the brain, and if that goes on long enough, then we have intracranial pressure and so on and yada, yada, yada. Well, when it comes to strokes, we have to understand that whether we have a hemorrhagic or whether we have an ischemic stroke, we're still going to treat the stroke very similarly in the beginning. Now if the hemorrhagic stroke progresses to the point that we now have intracranial pressure, then we have to change some of our treatments. But when we are talking about recognizing strokes, there's a simple acronym that I have come up with to identifying strokes. Now, in the world of EMS, we have the Cincinnati scale, and we have the Miami scale, and we have the NIH, and we have all these different scales to check a stroke. The biggest one that everybody uses is the FAST, facial droop, arm drift, speech disturbances, and time when the person was last known normal, and the exact time. Now, I've kind of taken a basis of all of those and I've created my own EMS version of a stroke acronym to help you remember what needs to be done when someone's having a stroke. So the first question I have for you is 
why do we have patients raise their arms like they're holding uh, a box of pizza and they have to keep their eyes closed? Yep, as the silence that is creeping around all of us is wondering why, well, that's my big question. If you have why, please comment and uh, email me back and let me know why we have to have their eyes closed. Because if they're truly having a stroke, they're not going to be able to correct that arm. That arm is not going to move. The nerves are not going to communicate with the brain because of that loss of function to that part of the brain. So when it comes to strokes, the simple acronym is STROKE, S-T-R-O-K-E. So S stands for smile. We're always going to look for symmetry in the patient's face. We're going to have them smile as big as possible. You might have them frown if they don't want to smile at you. T stands for talk. And we're going to have them say a simple phrase. And simple phrases that you can have a patient say, they can say, you know, the American flag is red, white, and blue. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. No ifs, ands, or buts. Or maybe you can even uh, switch it up and say, you know, something like, you know, bye, Felicia. Or the roof. The roof is on fire. You know, or maybe even have them say their first and last name. But there's various things that you could have them say, which is a simple phrase to see how their speech presents. Then the R in stroke stands for raising both arms. Have the patient act like they're holding a box of pizza. Do they have to have their eyes closed? No. So, and if they can't seem to figure out to hold a box of pizza, have them stick them straight up in the air. Either way, we're just seeing that we have arm drift on either side. Whether they have their arms straight up in the air or sticking straight out in front of them, if they can't move one side of their body, they're not going to be able to move it at all. So, think about this. If they can't move the right side, which side of the brain is being affected? The left side. The left brain is affected when the right side can't move. And if the right brain is affected, the left side can't move. Vice versa. So, following with checking the arms, don't forget that even though you're doing a simple stroke assessment with an acronym, anytime you're doing any of these, you need to make sure that you do a few more things to check those cranial nerves. Look at their pupils. Check the strength in their legs. Have them push the gas pedal down. Lift their leg up. Squeeze hands. Wiggle fingers. Wiggle their toes. Check all those functions with the, the deep neurovasculars and their cranial nerves to see if those are intact or if those are being affected from the stroke. Now, when we talk about the stroke acronym that I've come up with, O stands for onset. So we want to know the last time the patient was seen normal. When did you last see this patient normal? And you're going to ask the, the family that. You might ask the patient when the last time they, they knew where they were normal, if they can talk to you. But we want an exact time because the physicians want to know because it depends on what kind of medications can be given. So S stands for smile. T stands for talk. R stands for raise both arms, O stands for onset, K, I kind of reached a little bit for this, but this is stroke alert, stroke alert. So we need to alert the hospital that we have a possible stroke on our hands, whether it's hemorrhagic or ischemic, and you only need one sign to define that this is a possible stroke. So let the hospital know that you're bringing a stroke to them, and hopefully the 
E in the stroke acronym is an emergency CT scan. So if you don't already have this at your hospital, you need to get on this. That as soon as you bring a patient to your hospital, if the availability is there, the patient needs to get an emergency CT scan to see if they're having a stroke. And this is normally done within 25 minutes on arrival. And at my service, when you take a patient in, it's straight to the CT scanner. And at most services, they're doing this. This is recommendations from the American Stroke Association. So when we're talking about strokes, we wanna make sure that we're checking their smile, that seeing if they can say a simple phrase, they're talking, if they can raise both arms, seeing if we're checking those cranial nerves and checking those uh, muscular functions. When was the last time they were seen normal, the onset? We're given a stroke alert and then we're doing an emergency CT scan and that's kind of the rundown of you know strokes based on you know this acronym that I've come up with now you know there's the FAST acronym from Cincinnati and there's also the Los Angeles pre-hospital stroke scale which in future episodes we'll talk about some of the other stroke scales uh, from the NIH and the Miami emergency neurologic deficit exam uh, the race scale is also out there and the race stroke scale is is a free scale that's available for EMS providers and it's one that's starting to gain some popularity. Um, it is a grading scale so you have to have the paperwork with you uh, but the race stroke scale the patients have five quick categories that they're graded in and each category has a score from zero being absent to plus two which is moderate to severe. So each one of the categories is facial palsy so are they having any facial drooping on right or left side? Arm motor impairment, leg motor impairment, head and gaze deviation, so are they looking, you know, a different direction? Are they looking at your cross-eyed? And hemiparesis, do they have one side that's not functioning? And so they're seeing some weakness in that one side of the body. Based on their score depends on how severe the stroke is. And so a lot of services are starting to use the race stroke scale in the back of their trucks. Um, there are apps out there for the race stroke scale. So if you're looking for a different stroke scale to add to your service, that might be one to look at. Some of the other ones are a little bit harder to learn how to do and you have to be trained on, but the race is pretty easy to pick up. So this week you learned about doing a stroke assessment and the differences between um, hemorrhagic and ischemic on a very basic definition and uh, where the word stroke came from. So when you're out there watching for a stroke, make sure that if you see one sign for a stroke, you're immediately calling that stroke alert and you're activating it and you're getting them to the hospital to get that CT scan. That's it for Brush Up on EMS. Have a great week and stay safe out there. And always, always, always challenge common thought.